Sports and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former U.S. SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, and I'm joined here today with the tallest business coach I know, a man who does not look down on his clients. Oh, no, he coaches them up, but he's a very tall man. Marshall Morris, sir, how are you? Super tall and super not on Dayquil today. You know what? I've had enough Dayquil to kill a goat today, but I am I am back. I'm here. And uh, I, if at any point during the broadcast I, I pass out, uh, just we'll leave you passing it. Yeah, I'll I'll just pick up. I want to know that I went out while I I, I want to know that if I ha- if I get to choose how I die, it's by doing a broadcast, mm. and they just leave me there on the floor until the radio going. break. Until the radio break. Well, until you get to the end of the show. Oh, the end of the show, and, and then, then we after can... you merge the podcast, <laughs> put it up on the podcast player. After it's been on the podcast player, and you've got you focused on getting it out to the right people and making sure it's high and tight, then you move my body out, <laughs> and then you 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 you. I, I tell my kids this. You know, a lot of people want to. They talk about an open casket or a closed casket. I just want to be cremated. You, you, ta- you into- talk about your kids about this regularly. <laughs> All the time, yeah. I tell them I want to be cremated, and I want to be shot up in a firework while the song Firework by Katy Perry is playing. Really? Because it's not... I thought it was Total Eclipse of the Heart that you wanted. No, what I want is when when people are seated, I want Roll Out the Barrel, the Beer Barrel Polka song. Roll Out the the barrel. Barrel. I want that song to be played as guests are seated. Okay. And then I want to hire a comedian. Because I've heard so many people who are bad comedians say, well, it feels like I'm performing for a, for a funeral here. I'd love to have a, a bad, a B-level comedian kind of warm up the crowd. You, you don't even want a good comedian. No. And then I want like an A-level comedian that goes second. Oh, okay. And then I'd like to have a really passionate speech by a, a Southern Baptist kind of a T.D. Jakes kind of a guy. Mm. And then I'll be shot up into a firework. I want to uh, brag on one client real quick. Oh, wow. They, uh, they, they, uh, the client that's uh, the funeral director? Uh, yeah. Who that reminds me. No, uh, John Carter. Yeah. Okay. John Carter Bathrooms. Yeah, sure. He does a phenomenal job remodeling. Oh, he does. Yeah. And uh, he he uh, actually shared with me that um, he had the opportunity to go down to see TD Jakes for New Year's. Really? Was it awesome? He d- gave a sermon leading up to the New Year and the countdown. He said it was one of the most amazing things that he's ever seen in his life. He loved it. He loved it. So awesome. We, 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 we got to go. Big shout out. Big shout out to John Carter. Now, today, what we're doing is we are breaking down Think and Grow Rich, the 1945 edition of the classic book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, where Napoleon Hill is teaching the success principles that he spent a lifetime gathering. He studied some of the world's most successful people during his life and times, and he he broke down their systems, their moves, their strategies into the book, Think and Grow Rich. So Marshall, I'm going to read on page 44, and I'd like for you to break down this excerpt from the book. Here we go. But the successful application of these six steps does call for sufficient imagination to enable one to see and understand that the accumulation of money cannot be left to chance, good fortune, and luck. One must realize that all who have accumulated great fortunes first did a certain amount of dreaming, hoping, wishing, desiring, and planning before they acquired money. So he's talking about here, he's saying that you have to, there's a lot of planning, dreaming, 
hoping, wishing, desiring. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that people don't maybe see at the surface. Can you talk about observing successful people and maybe how all the stuff that happens below the surface that people don't see? Well, it's the law of the iceberg. Okay. Iceberg. And so uh, let's pick on Steve Currington for 500 mega points. Boom. Okay. So Steve Currington, you'll see him around town. He's driving the lime green Lamborghini. People love to see it. People love to see it. And in fact, regularly we'll have uh, candidates come in for our group interview. They'll yes. be like, who drives the green Lamborghini? Who drives oh gosh, the green that, Lamborghini? That's impressive. I want I go, that. If you want to meet him, you can actually meet him up here at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. You can. He's here every morning at 5, 4.30 or 5 a.m. And they're like, what? And they're like, this is incredible that he's actually up here at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. But nobody sees that. Right. They see him driving around maybe to dinner or to go out to a movie or uh, enjoying the time freedom that he has now that he's grown a successful business. But what a lot of people don't see is the time that's being put in behind the scenes, the effort that's being put in behind the scene, the resources, the things, the all-nighters. Why don't most people see the all-nighters? Well, because they're happening at night where people don't sleep. Are asleep. <laughs> so, so if you want to see these things, the larger part of the iceberg, and yep. every single business owner that I know has put in the hours outside of the time that everybody else is in order to achieve the wealth that they have. Well, we are, we are giving all the listeners a free copy of our book, uh, Start Here. So if you're listening to this show right now, you can get a, a free copy, a free ebook copy, a free download of the Start Here book. It's it's the world's best business book. It's a compilation of the world's best business books all into one easy to read, easy to digest book and it's free to download for you right now as a listener. Now, if you download the book, it's about 550 pages long. It's a it's an Amazon uh, bestseller. But the thing about that book that I don't think a lot of people realize is it will take you Probably just to read it, cover to cover. I, I don't even know how many hours. I mean, to read a 550 page book to really be paying attention when you read it. I mean, is it like a 25 hour read? I mean, 25 hours? I was going to say 30. I was Probably 30. Guess 30. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm a slow reader. I know that I've read the book Mastery by Robert Greene, and I am reading it again. And I've spent like basically the last three, four months reading the same book. Mm -hmm. It's probably closer to six months. But I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with the book, and I'm really getting into it because I realize that that's what I do. I, I really, uh, I'm somebody who likes to, to master something, and I'm, I'm curious about other people who don't want to move on to the next gig. Because it's not normal to want to stay on the same gig. And I want to learn more about people who want to master a craft. And so that's why I'm reading that book. We'll start here, though, is for people who want to master entrepreneurship. And it's a 550-page book, which means to read it, it could take you 30, 40 hours. So I want to ask you, you and I worked on it together. How many hours do you think you clocked on that thing? I mean, just time and effort you put into writing that book that maybe no one sees. It was about 16 hours a week. 16, yeah. For about two months. Right. So eight times 16, over 100 some odd hours. I feel but like that's... I feel no. This is my thing. I feel like I, did I start it? Or did I did I start it and then I sent it to you and then you sent it to me? Is that how we started? Yes. Okay. So I think I might have just a little bit more than you on the book. Maybe you know maybe thirty percent more. Yeah. But I mean I don't know. But I I write I, I, I wrote it. Yeah. Sent it to you. Then you added to it. Right. And then I wrote it. Sent it back. And you wrote wrote wrote. Now wrote. here's the challenge. Yes. Here's the challenge. Yes. Is it's sixteen hours a week. Right. 
But that's not my job. Nor is that your job. Nor do we have time to do Nor it. Nor is that your second job. Right. <laughs> and so, so we did it during the wee hours of the morning and the time when other people are sleeping. We'd re- we wrote the book. And now so many people get the book and they say, oh, my gosh, this book is phenomenal. We, we, we actually just got a, uh, a commitment letter. So at the beginning of the book, there's a commitment letter to yeah. say, hey, this is going to be the year that I implement the things following in this book. I'm not going to read this without actually applying this to my life. Which is the whole point of reading the book is to apply what you're learning. That's right. And so there's a commitment letter that somebody just submitted to info at thrive15.com. And it's awesome. People are actually uh, reading this. And it was either a listener. I haven't had a chance to connect with this person yet. Um, he sent it today. But uh, it's People are hearing about it on the show. People are going to the website. They're our, downloading it. Our book it. is kind of like a, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, where it took off kind of slow, mm. and then it grows over time. Mm. Kind of like a One Republic album. Oh. Where it like just gains momentum over time. You know, they mm. have the same album out for four years in a row. So I just encourage you, if you've not yet downloaded the book, get the book. But then when you get the book, understand that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours were devoted at the time put into the book to give it to you for free. Yeah. Why in the heck would we want to do that? Well, you can buy the physical copy on Amazon, but the free one, the ebook, is to help you change your life. And I'm going to tell you this. On page 44 of Think and Grow Rich, which was this, this copy I have in my very hands right now, was written in 1945. This edition came out in 1945. It says, never in the history, never in the history of America has a man drank more Dayquil. No, it doesn't say that. It says, never in the history of America... Has there been so great an opportunity for practical dreamers as now exists? The six-year economic collapse has reduced all men substantially to the same level. A new race is about to be run. The stakes represent huge fortunes which will be accumulated within the next 10 years. This is 1945, so he's laying out the case that there's never been a time, a better time to start a business. Marshall, why is now such a great time to start a business or to grow a business? What's great about the economy, the, the technology, just from your perspective as a business coach? What makes it, because you read history, what makes it a great time in American history to grow a business. Um, there's like never before. There are more resources and access to information than is the most in history. And so you can literally learn anything at your fingertips. Blows my mind. Blows Clay's mind. Uh, it, maybe that's the Dayquil. Yeah. But um, the but Dayquil you can, blows <laughs> my mind. And so you can learn anything that it is that you want to learn on the internet or. Or, my, or my favorite, is find somebody that knows how to do it or is currently doing it, and you can go learn from them. So rather than just having to figure it all out yourself, you actually can reach out to people that are, uh, that are building a business. Which is why I never sleep and why I look so bad. I mean, mm. it's just a thing of, like, there's such access to knowledge. America's today. most pale male. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's becoming a problem. There's so much you can learn. I mean, literally, I have so many books that I read all the time now. I love it because... Back in the day, I mean, having access to books, when Andrew Carnegie was growing up, mm-hmm. it was like a huge deal to have access to books. Right. Now people are like, nah, books, schmucks, no big deal. But I love the books. I love the books. Now, on page 46 of Think and Grow Rich, I'm going to read this next excerpt. It says, if the thing you wish to do is right and you believe in it, go ahead and do it. Put your dream across and never mind what they say. If you meet temporary defeat, for they perhaps do not know that every failure brings with it the seed of a of an equivalent benefit. Wow! This, it's the, for, the, check this out. Perhaps 
do not know they do not know that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent success. Um, can you explain how adversity behind every adversity there tends to be a seed of an equivalent success or benefit? Well, you have to understand that if building a business was not difficult, everyone would be doing it. Okay. Oh, and then so, everyone would have a bunch of money, which would dilute the currency. Therefore, it wouldn't be worth anything anyway. Uh, that, that's right. And so you'll find that uh, in everything, okay? In everything. I was actually thinking about this. Why are ideas not valuable? Why are ideas not valuable? Why is the execution the most valuable thing as a part of a business? Everybody I'll tell you loves ideas. They love ideas. I'll tell you why. Well, tell me why. Because it requires zero investment, no time, no effort to have an idea. That's none at right. All, none at all. But it takes a ton of diligence, a ton of consistency, a ton of resources, a ton of uh, just diligent application and research in order to see an idea to its execution. That's why execution is worship. That right there is powerful stuff. And the execution is really where the value is at. When we come back, we are going to be breaking down the book Think and Grow Rich from by Napoleon Hill. If you have yet to buy your tickets for our up- upcoming conference, you can buy your tickets today by going to thrivetimeshow.com and then clicking on the conferences button. The tickets are $99. And this two-day workshop has the power to change your life. But it can't change your life if we, if we don't see you, if you don't show up. So buy those tickets today at thrivetimeshow.com. I'm going to get some day quill. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there when I need her. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always Broadcasting live from the center of the universe. It's business school without the BS. Featuring optometrist-turned-entrepreneur, Dr. Robert Zellner, with USSBA Entrepreneur of the Year, Clay Clark. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. My name is Clay Clark. Typically, I don't sound like I'm talking through my nose, but I've had enough day quill to kill a small goat, and I am excited to be here with you. The, the, the holiday cheer, the holiday festivities, the cold weather, the the frigidness, the my body's inability to maintain a core temperature, I believe has all worked against me to lower down my my tolerance, my immune system, and I believe that I have been uh, infected with some kind of uh, disease that is causing me to feel sick, and I hope that by tomorrow morning I am perfectly fine, but uh, I don't know anything about the human body as it relates to DayQuil and its ability to fight off uh, disease. And In fact, I've, I've been told by Dr. Edwards that uh, DayQuil doesn't actually help the body at all. It just helps mask the symptoms. And so really believing that I'm going to get better as a result of taking DayQuil is a form of delirium, which I think Marshall ties into the point here. Mm. Many entrepreneurs are saying, I want my business to be successful. I want, I want it to be successful. And I, I have a business cold. I got a, a business cold. cold. I got a business fever. Some, somebody got the fever. And rather than taking, you know, something, rather than finding out the root of the problem, rather than getting down to the core cause of why I am sick, I want to mask the symptoms by taking business DayQuil, DayQuil, which I call a credit card. And so I'm going to keep getting further and further in debt, or I'm going to get further and further something, or farther away from the symptom. You don't know what the cause of your business problems are. And so what you do is you just mask the symptoms with business DayQuil. You fill up your calendar with business 
DayQuil. You know, you go to the chamber to feel more important. You go to the networking event to feel more important. You, you, you write your mission statement down. You have a lot of meetings. You gather the team around. You talk about the future. You talk about teamwork. You talk about org charts. You talk about leadership. You talk about everything except for sales. Now, you don't have time to talk about sales because you're talking about who ordered the buy, the, you know, the BAI drink, mm. or whose birthday didn't get acknowledged, or how everyone feels about how you feel. And the only thing that you don't focus on is sales, which is why your business will fail. But not you. This is a story about somebody else. So for anybody out there, Marshall, who has, who's, who's been masking the business um, symptoms, you know, their 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 dis their disease, their disease. Who's been who's been masking that with business dayquil? What how, how do how do you as a business coach help them get down to the root? How do you give them a checkup from the neck up? How do you do a thirteen point assessment and help them find what is truly causing their business to suck, but yet they don't sell vacuums? <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, you probably need a business Z pack. Ah. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, well, and uh, here, here's the deal with a business Z-Pack, okay, yep. is you actually have to change something in order to experience change. Wait, 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 you're going too fast, man. Repeat that again. You must physically change something if you expect to experience change. So I'm going to give one power move. I'd like for you to give a power move. Okay. Just one, I'll, I'll, I'll tee it up and you can one-up me. Had a client we were doing a self-assessment with. This is about 18 months ago. You've seen this scenario before. Yeah. They're topping Google. Their phone's ringing all the time. But what they want is more branding. Branding. More branding. And so I asked the question. I said, hey, you know, are you guys calling your leads? I mean, mm. when, when the phone rings, do you answer the phone? And then when a, someone fills out a form, do you call the leads? Now, now again, when someone calls, when someone calls the, the, your phone, does somebody answer the phone? And do you call your leads? These are these are these are the profound questions that I, I think about. You know, yeah. do you respond to the leads that come in from your inbox, email, or from the phone? And then do you actually answer the phone when it comes in? Do you call the leads? And we found out, turns out, no, they don't. Mm. And so just by answering the phone all the time. And by calling every single lead, we brought in about 10% more sales, 15% more sales right away. Yeah. Then by calling all the people back who didn't leave a voicemail, because turns out most people do not leave a voicemail. Turns out. Turns out. We just started calling the people who we, we missed the calls. Mm. We increased sales again by about 10 to 15%. These are moves, but you can't be, but it's like it's, sometimes it's hard to see. Uh, what's hindering your growth when you're that close to it? Yeah. So please share with us a knowledge bomb. Of how you I, I'll, give, I'll give two super moves. Two Somebody, super moves. Say, say, some manager right now needs to hear this. Oh come this on! This is the question that you must ask of your salespeople. Okay, number one. Go. Number one. How many outbound calls did you make today? In a metaphysical kind of way, or an actual specific like where you picked up the phone, you dialed the number. Now, when I okay, so how many times did I dial the number? Yeah, how many did you dial? Uh, how many well, did you? How dial? many was I? How many times was I supposed to dial the number? Well, I'll just tell you right now. Our team 
uh, up here in the Thrive15.com office, okay, yes. uh, the call center team that we can manage. Um, they do, on average, about 275 calls a day. 275 outbound calls a day. Okay. Now, let's say that uh, you are a growing business owner. You're improving the systems. You're starting to do the call scripting and providing the resources for them. Maybe right. you say, I would expect them to be able to do half of that. Or even 100 calls. Even 100 calls. 100 calls a day. So you need to immediately start asking your sales team how many calls a day. And then once you do that, once you number do that. two that, number two is that you must start recording the calls. You now, when you say record. record the calls, you said it with great clarity. You, you enunciated it. It seemed like you said record the calls. Yes. So you must be able to listen to the calls that your team is making because I kid you not, you're going to find that your team is saying crazy things. Stuff on that the, we, it's almost <laughs> hilarious, but it's sad. It, we, we, might, um, we might be able to edit together a full entire radio show of just recorded calls and the crazy things that are said And it would there. make people laugh. It would make people laugh. We probably You're should like, do it. that is not a real sales call. So I know no, none of the listeners would ever do this. But none of our listeners. None of our listeners. People who listen to the other shows. But how are you doing? I'm fine. What do you want? I've heard that this week. Okay. When you, were calls. you were when you were coaching one of your clients, yeah. they played back the calls in the meeting and you heard the the conversation that said, How are you doing today? And this is what the customer service yeah. rep so th this is what the, happened. The inbound lead said, How are you doing today? And being able to show the client that right. um, he was like, Oh no, I had no idea. And now we were able to fix the problem. So it was a really healthy discussion. But you as a business owner must start recording the calls and asking your sales team how many outbound calls per day. Now, if you don't know what you don't know and what's keeping your business from growing, I encourage you to book your tickets for our next in-person two-day Thrive Time Show workshop. The next one is in February. If you just go to thrivetimeshow.com, you can get your tickets while you still can. And by the way, if you want to get two free tickets, all you have to do is go on to iTunes and leave us two or leave us a, a subscribe to the podcast and leave us an objective review. Just subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Find the Thrive Time Show on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us an objective review. And uh, send us proof that you did it to info at thrive15.com. And we'll send you free tickets to our next in-person, two-day, 15-hour Thrive Time Show workshop. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Make sure you never miss a broadcast by signing up for the Thrive Time Show podcast. I wish that I could fly. sure you never miss a broadcast by signing up for the Thrive Time Show podcast. Two men, 13 multi-million dollar businesses, eight kids, one business coach radio show. It's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Oh, yeah. Tell us all about it, man. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Captain Clay Tiberius Clark, and I'm on a mission to get you into a great financial position, and I'm also on a mission to get through the day. I have taken enough DayQuil to kill a small goat, but yet I continue on and chop I tell you what, man, the, you got me all different kinds. We have the Equate here. Equate was one of them. We have Equate. We got Dayquil. I mean, really. So much quill, you're like Splurge. a porcupine here. Oh, did you see that? Oh, this uh, Wes is a witty one. 
He's a, <laughs> and tell you what, Wes is not only Tulsa's number one attorney in my, in Legal, my mind. Eagle. In my, my, in my mind, but he's also a witty man, a witty man. Now, guys, we're going to be breaking down today Think and Grow Rich. We're on page 47 of Think and Grow Rich, the self-help classic. And I was given a copy of it, an original edition, a 1945 signed edition. And so Blue the, pen. And so the ethical question was, should I take notes in it? You're right, I should take yeah. notes in it. Uh. And so I'm rereading the book for the first time, and it is phenomenal. I'm like rereading it. Like a decade after the first time I read it. It feels like the first time again because it's been so long. I'm reading this book and I'm going, there are so many good nuggets of knowledge. What I'm going to do on today's show is I'm going to read the nugget of knowledge and I'm going to have Wes Carter break down what it means to him as a successful attorney in town. I'd like to get his take on it. And then I want Eric Chupp to always be the Monday morning uh, quarterback kind of one-up guy, where no matter what he says, you'll have something more profound to say, and you're like, yeah, what he said, but... You would set me up behind somebody like Wes here. Okay. Big, so here big shoes, big shoes. Page 46, it reads, if the thing you wish to do is right, again, if the thing you wish to do is right, and you believe in it, go ahead and do it. Put your dream across, and never mind what they say. If you meet with temporary defeat or they, perhaps, do not know that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent success. Henry Ford, poor and uneducated, dreamed of a horseless carriage, went to work with what tools he possessed without waiting for opportunity to favor him. And now evidence of his dream, dream belts the entire earth. He has put more wheels into operation than any other man who ever lived because he was not afraid to back his dreams. Thomas Edison dreamed of a lamp that could be operated by electricity. He began where he stood to put his dream into action, and despite more than 10,000 failures, he stood by that dream until he made it into a physical reality. Practical dreamers do not quit. Okay, Wes Carter, what does that mean? How can we make that actionable? What does that mean to you and to the listeners out there? Well, I heard two things in there that uh, caught my ear. One is... Failures are a learning opportunity. So when you fail, you've learned a lesson. And instead of getting all sad and pouting, you can take that lesson, learn it, and don't repeat it. Uh, second thing I heard in that little nugget there was sometimes people, haters, are going to think you're crazy. But just sometimes crazy is brilliant. It takes a little crazy sometimes. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, sometimes, I, I want to pile on because what you just said – on page 47 of Think and Grow Rich of the 1945 edition. Yeah. It's, it's, like it's like you're reading ahead here. Marconi <laughs> dreamed of a system for harnessing the intangible force of the ether. Evidence that he did not dream in vain may be found in every wireless radio in the world. Moreover, Marconi's dream brought the humblest cabin and the most stately manor house side by side. It made the people of every nation of the earth backdoor neighbors. It gave the President of the United States a medium by which he could talk to all the people of America at one time and on short notice. It may interest you to know that Marconi's friends, quote-unquote, had him taken into custody and examined in a psychopathic hospital. What? Yes, when he just announced that he had discovered a principle through which he could send messages through the air, page 48. I think this guy's crazy. Did you say so, the president of the United States? This is Marconi, the inventor of the long-distance radio. 
Okay. He tells his friends, and Napoleon Hill was saying, this is like what the president used back in 1945 to oh. make announcements. And Marconi's like, hey, guys, here's the deal. I can use the airwaves to communicate. I can talk here, and I can communicate that via the airwaves. And He's his a friends thought he was crazy. So what you just said is people might think you're crazy. Um, and I, you don't, I know you can't mention the clients that you work with yes. because of attorney-client privilege. But I can say, at Winter's King, you guys represent really the who's who in business in a lot of ways. I mean, you guys have a reputable firm. You help people with business law in all aspects of their legal issues at wintersking.com. You guys, I mean, are, are, are doing some big things. Have you ever been in a meeting with somebody who is, is, is a genius by the world standards, who's done very, very well, who maybe people thought was crazy? Very often, those visionaries is usually how I refer to them. They... They just like spew out these great ideas. They're not always the best on following up on them, but um, <laughs> the, the the idea people are so important to the process of anything that's important. And they just spit out ideas. That's what they do. Yeah, like big ideas. And some of them are crazy. Some of them are brilliant. Hopefully they have some people around them helping them decipher which is which. Right. Uh, but it's the dreamer. It's the people that think big, think outside the box. Those are the people that end up doing magnificent things. If you're a home run hitter, you're going to have some strikeouts. That's right. Right. Same kind of principle. Um, what I took from that passage, Clay, was that you've got to go for your dreams on that same vein. People are always going to think you're crazy. Um, and, and when you're going for those dreams, don't let people put their goals or their restrictions on you because they're not you. If they were you, you'd be them and you wouldn't be doing what you're doing. And to do that, you're going to have to take constant action. You're always going to have to be moving forward. You can't stop. Uh, it's hard to steer a parked bus, right? So you're going to have to take constant action and revise your course. you got to measure and then revise your course. Don't just keep going down a dead-end road if it's not getting you where you need to go. You know, we have a, a workshop that is really designed to help people that have big goals, big visions, but are, are struggling to break it down into the small steps needed to achieve success. Chubb, if people want to get free tickets to this workshop, how can they get the workshop tickets for free? Because I, I'd like for you to explain to listeners for two reasons. One, because you know a lot about it. And two, because I need some more DayQuil. There we go. Okay, so first of all, if you would like to come check out our next in-person workshop, it's going to be February 16th and 17th. That's a Friday and Saturday, Wes, in case you were wondering there. Um, February 16th and 17th. And if you want two free tickets, they're, uh, they're normally $99 each, but all you have to do is get on Google, okay, search for Thrive Time Show. Search for Thrive Time Show on Google in the word iTunes, okay? There's going to be a link that pops up. It's the Thrive Time link. You're going to click it. Click Open in iTunes. There'll be a blue button that says Open in iTunes. Then you have to subscribe, okay? You want to subscribe, leave a review, leave us a review, an objective review, screenshot that review, and email it to info at thrive15.com. When we come back, I want Wes Carter, Tulsa's number one attorney, the, in, in, in my humble opinion. I want him to break more. I want him to break down with even more depth about what to do if you're an entrepreneur and the world thinks that you are crazy. Because he is a top-level attorney, which means that he's working with some of the top business minds out there in this region. And I'm sure he's dealt with some people who have been labeled as quasi-crazy by their friends and family. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Stay tuned. I'm going to get some DayQuil. We'll be back after the break. Make 
make sure you never miss a broadcast by signing up for the Thrive Time Show podcast. Where we're moving on. Moving on up, Thrive Nation. We are moving on up. And for anybody listening today, I just want to encourage you. I just want to uh, edify you. I want to let you know that you have what it takes to become successful. And that's why we're that's why we're teaching all the principles in the book Think and Grow Rich today. But what happened was for, for Christmas, you know, a lot of times people get you these. Christmas gifts, and uh, a lot of times they're they're not they're necessarily thoughtless. they're well, quick they're no chop come now, on you, you know it, that's you how took people it are. negative you know that's you, how no, people are. I, everyone I know gives me very thoughtful gifts okay. chop I tell, okay. I tell you chop you're I a special guy chop don't talk about the way that you give gifts on the radio. <laughs> I'm projecting obviously okay. projecting it. obviously so what happens is a lot of times you get a gift though that maybe costs a lot of money. But it maybe isn't worth a lot to you. Or you have one that's maybe doesn't cost a lot of money. It's worth a lot. I don't really know how much the guy spent on this, but I got an original signed 1945 edition of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, the book that changed my life. But I haven't read the book. I'm, you know, 37 now. And I hadn't read this book for like at least 10 years. And I thought, and I'd read the book dozens of times when I had it, you know. Yeah. And I am not kidding. I've probably given away. Uh, you know, more than a thousand copies of this book. You love to give this book away, and I and I'm going ahead and I'm, I'm reading the book and I'm I'm just going, oh my gosh, the stuff in here is so powerful. I, I need I, what we need to do is we need to go page by page, kind of breaking down the highlights of this book. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are busy. I get it. You haven't read the book. I get it. But I want to make sure we make it actionable and make it relevant for today. And so I'm going to read from page 49 of Think and Grow Rich, where it says, "Remember to." that all who succeed in life get off to a bad start and pass through many heartbreaking struggles before they arrive. The turning point in the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of some crisis through which they are introduced to which they are introduced to, to their other selves. Again, the turning point in the lives of those who succeed usually comes at the moment of crisis through which they are introduced to their other selves. And so let's let's go ahead and break that down there. So Eric Chupp, as a business coach, I think you've seen this pattern now that a lot of times people don't look for a breakthrough until they've had a breakdown. Oh, you just typed it onto my notes. I, oh, I, a lot of people it. wait until that moment. Why? Right. And how and, and how can you help them? It's the same reason um, that people have the, the mentality they do, a lot of people do about their own health. They just put things off that they sh they know they should probably be getting checked out or they should be working on, but it's not a big inconvenience at the moment. And whenever you have a literal breakdown, that becomes a giant inconvenience and that warrants immediate attention. So that's why people wait and, and then they take action finally then, but there you, you don't have to wait for that breakdown. You can start doing this stuff today so you don't get to that point. Now, Wes Carter, I would like to ask you this because you are an attorney, and, and as an attorney with WintersKing.com, you, you represent some of the top attorneys, or some of the top clients in the region and the country, and it seems to me that most people don't ever ask me for a good referral for an attorney until they have a breakdown. That's very true. But yet, I feel like they should have a breakthrough and have an attorney such as you previous to having 
a problem. And every business owner says, I'm not going to have any problems until they do get sued. And then I refer them to you. And I've learned over time, uh, specifically in the last like uh, two or three hours, I've learned not to give out your cell phone number <laughs> when I'm referring you because I, I, I'm, a, I'm a slow learner, but I'm a, I'm a strong referral. Yes. So I refer, strong. but I just, I, I, but anyway, the point is, why do people typically not look at, for an attorney until the stuff hits the fan, the stuff, whatever that stuff is? Well, I think some of it is what Eric mentioned, which is convenience. They want to just take whatever somebody sticks in front of their face and sign it. The second thing, though, is cheap. They they think well, oh, it's cheap, I baby. I don't want to pay someone to look at this for me, and I'll do they, it myself. Right, just this past holiday break, I get an emergency call from a client that we've worked with for I don't know a decade, two decades. So it's not like we're not accessible, and know each other, but they had bought a four million dollar building, four million dollar building without letting anybody look at the purchase agreements. Uh oh, here we go. Um, the guy on the other side of the contract is a very experienced real estate person savvy um, right and so i get an emergency call at night over christmas break that uh everything's going south and there's problems and we got it's blowing up and i said well i didn't even know you were buying it and yeah so you know that that's just that happens all the time and i think it's just people assume they it'll be fine let's just sign it let's get it over let's do it or they know in the back of their head they should and they just don't really want to spend the money to do it well, because when you're spending four million dollars, you want to save a couple thousand. <laughs> right. right. Isn't that crazy? But that's the that's the. It happens all the have. time, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll walk you through. I'll just walk you through things in my life where I I am guilty of this the same idea, the same concept. I've I've, I've found myself in multiple times in my life. And this, luckily, over time, it happens less and less. But what happens is, is that you begin to think that you know what with my infinite intelligence, with my experience, my knowledge, whatever, I don't need to have an expert. I don't need to have any counsel. I can just go do it. And so what happens is you build a cheap website that doesn't get ranked in Google. You um, don't know how to optimize the site. You, you get you know kind of cheap photography done. You get cheap design done. You get cheap, bop, dip, cheap everything's cheap. And it, it costs you a lot of money, though. It costs a lot of money to be cheap. Right. And so Chuck, for somebody out there who's listening who says, you know what, I just, okay, maybe this year, new me, it's a it's a new me. It's a new year. You know, new business. I I, I am interested, baby, in, in having somebody as a as a business coach to help me. Right. What what is the what do you do? Can you explain kind of what that process looks like? Yeah. So we take a two pronged approach with our clients. So one is uh, every client we work with, it's a rush to revenue. We're doing everything we can figure out to do to get you more money as soon as possible. It's in every page of our boom book that we teach at the workshop. Right. And so it's a rush to revenue. While at the same time, we want to do every process that we're doing together we begin with the end in mind. So we have a touch it once mentality. So let's, hey, we're going to build this whole process. Let's turn it into a system. And so the hard thing for entrepreneurs is to take that big idea of, okay, I have this whole, um, you know, product delivery system in place, but how do I you know, scale this? How do I do this? Well, we help uh, clients take those big ideas and break them down into actionable items and really help manage them through this because as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you don't really have anybody there helping you do that, giving you feedback. Uh, a lot of times the feedback that you do get is biased. It's, it's yes, man, it's this, it's that. So it's, it's awesome to be able to have a partner. We, we really view ourselves as partners with our clients because your success is key to what we do. Now, in the book Think and Grow Rich, on page 51, Napoleon Hill says, there is a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. 
No one is ready for a thing until he believes he can acquire it. The state of mind must be belief, not mere hope or wish. Open-mindedness is essential for belief. Closed minds do not inspire faith, courage, and belief. Wes, what does it mean to be closed-minded? I mean, if, if you're an entrepreneur out there and you are you know, a closed-minded entrepreneur, how would you describe that? I mean, what, what does it mean in your mind to be a... I mean, let's say you have a closed-minded client. Yes. What does that mean if you're dealing with a closed-minded client as an attorney? Well, <clears throat> and with a client specifically, it's usually they've already prejudged the situation more often than not, it's a very negative context they've prejudged it in, and nobody can change anything to make it better. Um, I think even with businesses and entrepreneurs that are coming in fresh, a lot of times they're just they're not they don't have enough self confidence to see the big picture that this idea could be more than a side job, more than moonlighting, more than just a side hustle that they could go bigger, better, better with it. That was for me, and I'll just tell you this, the Thrivers, my wife is just an unbelievable lady, but one of the things that I did after selling DJ Connection is so many people were asking me, you know, could you help me grow my business? And I would help them do it, and then they would say, that is awesome. My friend needs help with her business. And I'd help her, and then they'd say, this is awesome. Could you help my friend? And Vanessa noticed that I was spending more and more time helping more and more people that I wasn't related to. And she said, hey, maybe you should start charging for that. Now, I didn't even know that the business coach thing was a thing right. until about 2006. And then I started discovering Bill Campbell. And I discovered that Bill Campbell was the business coach for uh, Bill Gates, or not, not for Bill Gates, but for Steve Jobs. He was the business coach for Steve Jobs. He was the business coach for um, Jeff Bezos with Amazon. He was the business coach for the Google, Larry, guys. The Google guys, Larry and Sergey, right. and Eric Schmidt. And I realized, oh my gosh, these are guys are like geniuses, and they had a business coach. And, and, and so I started looking up what a business coach does, and I thought, that's basically what I'm doing. Right. But they're not providing the back end support because they're working with people who already have a big system, a big company in place. What about Who's helping the little guy? And I realized there wasn't such a thing. And so I decided to build the Thrive Time Business Coaching Experience. We come back, we're going to break down more about the book Think and Grow Rich. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. You know that I'm a hustler. 